Covert narcissism is uh, a facet of narcissistic abuse. There are overt narcissists. There are somatic narcissists. There's a whole entire subcategory of the word narcissist. And one of the most crucial and vital things to recognize if you're dealing with someone who displays the characteristics of, and if you know, um, you, you'll, you will know if you've been in contact with the narcissist because it will leave you feeling confused, dazed. It will leave you uh, feeling as if perhaps you have had some sort of uh, breakdown, the, the uncertainty, you'll, you'll feel like you're reeling to and fro because some of the dialogue and the incidences that you will encounter with this person will seem like something you've so surreal that it will almost be like you've witnessed it out of body, like you've watched a, a scene from a, from a movie or, or a really intense, bad um, television uh, series. But what you have to understand is this is how these individuals operate. This is their modus operandi. There's a lot of confliction between the psychiatric and the psychological community. Uh, I have lived it I am so familiar with covert narcissism, overt narcissism, somatic narcissism. It all boils down to one common denominator. If you deal with a certain person long enough and this person has a completely different demeanor, a completely different persona, when you go out or you notice this when you're out with this person who, whether it be a spouse, a friend, an acquaintance, a parent, a family member, what have you, that their, their entire personality seems to morph when they go out in a public setting where there are, are other people present, they seem to be wearing a completely different mask. And you, you think to yourself, a wow, who is this person? This is nothing like the person that I deal with behind closed doors or a one-on-one -on -one situation uh, when we're alone. Um, and what people, the, 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 the bone of contention seems to be that the psychological and psychiatric and the medical um, uh, aspects of the study and the discussions and of, of, of narcissism are focused specifically and exclusively on the, you know, the, the, the mind, uh, the brain, um, they, they, what, what needs to be explored and, and more so than anything is people with a mental disorder, people who are sick, uh, you know, in their mind, uh, it, it, or if they have a brain malfunction, some sort of misfiring in their brain, um, these things cannot be controlled. Uh, these things are not controllable. If you have a physical ailment, if you have a physical sickness in your body, you know, certain things may trigger a migraine. If you have migraine headaches, you know, there, there are certain things we know tr can trigger migraine headaches, a, a bright light, loud noise, a startle, response, uh, various and sundry things. Um, and occasionally that you will 
get a migraine headache out of nowhere and you can't control to, you know, you really can't control a physical uh, illness. You have to, you have to monitor it. You have to, um, you know, take, sometimes take a medication to, to control it or to, to minimize the symptoms of it. Having said that, a, the basic premise in this world is most people, most, most people on the street that, you know, you just walk down the street next to, past every day of the, of, of the week, most people um, do not really believe in evil, per se. The, the word is thrown around, it's used in so many different circumstances, and, and especially, you know, we see things uh, in, in, you know, history, and, uh, you know, we see and observe things that we would consider to be evil, perhaps, a movie, horror movies, but at the end of the day, the truth of it, the truth of the matter is we are a spirit. Each and every human being is a spirit. We have a body. We have a mind. We have a soul. The soul is the mind, the emotions, and the body. We, we live in a body and we have a soul. So we're a three-part being. Now, in order to dissect this down to its most common denominator, you, you have to understand that this is by and large almost exclusively, I can't, I won't say 100%, but I will say almost exclusively a spiritual matter. There is pure evil in this world. For every, every opposite, there is an equal for for every um there's there's an equal for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction that's science that's physics that's that's factual in the same vein you, you have to apply that in the spiritual in the physical realm in the mental emotional realm in the in the scientific realm there's always for every action there's an equal and opposite so if you go on the premise that all things being what being that being the truth, that being the, the flag post, the signpost that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction for every, for every ma every form of matter, there's an opposite. Um, we have all probably at one time or another in our life, even if it's for a moment, and some of us less, we've been a lot less fortunate. Uh, but there are times that things will happen. You will see things in your life, perhaps from the spectator's point of view and not necessarily an active part of it, not victimized by it, not assailed by it. But evil does exist in this world. It doesn't take much study of, of actual, accurate, truthful history to realize that there is real, tangible evil in this world, just as there is real, more powerful, and um, and very visceral, observable good in this world. So, if you if we can go from the premise that there is evil, and 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 for for just for this particular introductory podcast, I want 
to help you to understand that from this, from my perspective, having lived in it since I was young enough to even remember, they, these, these entities, these individuals, they all have a, it's almost like you, you run into someone and, and you, you, they have the same set of, it's like they, like they're playing a football game by the same, using the same plays that your high school team played by. And you're thinking, wow, this is crazy. This is exactly the same. They're acting exactly precisely. They're employing exactly the same tactics. I've had this happen before. You might say to yourself, I remember, you know, maybe a relative, a cousin, maybe even a close relative or a friend or a, a romantic interest. I remember when you know, so-and-so did this exact same thing to me and they tried to make me feel like I was crazy and that I was imagining things and I misinterpreted things and I was the problem. And if you're deep into a relationship with someone and you've never experienced a narcissistic encounter before, what you need to know about these individuals is you cannot, if this was indeed a sickness, simply a mental disorder or even a, a scientific uh, neurological misfire in the, in the synapses of the brain or something like that, you can't control that. In other words, it's not going to happen exactly. It's not going to be um, scripted. And, and the, the, biggest, the biggest red flag of all in, in these people in these people that have given themselves over for whatever reasons to, to, to the evil, to the darkness, to the dark side. They have made agreements. They have forged alliances in darkness, with darkness. What, what, I am a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. I believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus came to earth as a man born of a virgin, that he lived on this earth and he lived and he died, shed his blood for our sins, and he rose again, and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. And from that point of reference, I will, I will, this is how I approach this. And there, there's also Satan, who was Lucifer, who was the highest, um, in the highest hierarchy of angelic hosts, he was the um, the head angel of praise and worship and adoration unto God, and he became puffed up with pride and arrogance and wanted to exalt himself above God and make his build himself a throne above that of the Almighty and the uh, the, the the God, whom I call Abba Father, God Elohim El Elyon kicked him out of heaven, and he came to earth and became Satan. There is a hell. There is a heaven. There is no purgatory. There's not a middle, there's no middle ground. There's just not. It, it's either, you're either on the side of righteousness and on the side of God and, and do your very best to live righteously according to the word of God, become born again, accepting the sacrifice that Jesus made and atoned for all of our sins, all of our shortcomings, all of our failings, and spend eternity in heaven with him, 
and receive him on this earth, in this earth, which is the only place you can receive him and live with him in you, in your soul, in your spirit, guiding you, live by his word, uh, to protect you. You have, you have authority in this earth as a believer in Jesus Christ. You, you have authority in his name. Um, on the other hand, there are people who have, like I said, forged purposefully forged alliances with darkness, with Satan for whatever reasons. And God is a just God. He is a righteous God. He is the righteous. He is the God of all gods. He is the one and only true God. And he will never, ever allow an, uh, his creation, human beings that he created. He said in the word of God that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And so each and every individual that has lived on this earth that is living now or that ever will live in this earth will never, ever be without the opportunity to know about God, to hear about the goodness of God, to know about the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will have, they will have the opportunity to reject him or to, to receive and accept him and live by the word of God, which is life, which is Jesus. And if they decide to reject Christ, they open themselves up by default. By default, you, are op- you open yourself up to the demonic, to the darkness, to evil. Uh, and there's, there's a category of people that actually enjoy the perception that if they turn their back on God, or if they never serve God, Satan is a liar, and he's a father of lies, and he lied from the beginning. He lied from the day that he was kicked to this earth, when Lucifer became Satan. So people are deceived. The Bible talks about how people will be deceived, that Satan is the father of lies. He's been a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Um, He's a deceiver, and his objective is to keep as many people from accepting Jesus as possible, uh, promises you everything and delivers you hell. You, you, uh, so, so some people receive a little taste of the, the, the phony, the, the, um, counterfeit of Satan and, and his uh, promises of accolades and power, of dark power, and all these things that people that have not subjected them, their spirit to the, the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, so what I'm saying to you is some people knowingly and willingly and with forethought turn themselves over to the darkness. And they get and derive great pleasure from inflicting torture, inflicting havoc and wreaking havoc and causing trouble, just like the father Satan, whom they have decided to serve. And the same characteristics that he has, they have. They lie. They are typically pathological liars. They lie about things that are very important. They lie about things that are absolutely irrelevant such as the color of their socks. They lie about everything, and they try to make the you, me, people, 
like us, feel like we're the problem, we're crazy, they will blindside you, they will gaslight you, they will they will cause you to question your sanity, they will cause you to question what you've seen, question what you've heard, they will make excuses, they will say, oh no, you just misunderstood, I did not say that, you said that, they, they do what's called deflecting or projecting, whereupon they take what they are doing, literally the very actions that they're guilty of, that they are perpetrating and they flip it around and they play mind games with you. They, they got, that's what's called gaslighting. And they make you begin to question your own sanity because they're so convincing and they're so, they have, they have different faces. As I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, if you've ever been around someone and you've noticed a distinct and purposeful shift and it's, it's consistent. It's not like once in a while they're like this. It's like all the time. They, will, they show a completely and entirely different uh, face and personality in the public, whether it's at their job or going out to dinner or in a restaurant or in a social situation. You notice very keenly there's a very stark contrast between their public persona and who they really are when the proverbial door closes behind them and you're with them and you're, it's just you or just you and, and your, your, you know, some of your other family or what have you. They become, the darkness begins to emerge when they get back behind the closed door and who they really are and the vitriol and the hatred and the mind games and the abuse, the, the mental abuse, the uh, emotional abuse, the, and sometimes escalates. And a lot of times it does escalate to physical abuse and they begin to cause you to question your sanity and you get so broken down mentally and they convince you that you're nothing and they convince you over a period of time they cause you to question your your thought processes they cause you to question yourself they are continually putting the focus back onto you and taking it off of themselves and this is something you need to pay very close attention to if you are in a new relationship whether it's a friendship a business partnership a familial relationship whatever it is if you begin to notice things, please understand that God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is everywhere. God is all the time. He created time. He is not bound by time. He will, in his infinite mercy and goodness and love for all humanity, but especially those of those that are, that are his, that are bought and sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ by making Christ Jesus their savior. He will give you warnings. He will, he will call your attention to something you might ordinarily dismiss, something you might not ordinarily pick up on. He will get your attention by his spirit. He will get your attention in ways that the religious people will say, oh, God doesn't speak that way. God won't speak through. God can speak through any way, any time that he chooses. He there's a scripture that says God will use the foolish things to confound the wise. In other words, some people are so religious that they miss the entirety of how you cannot box in God. You can't format him into a program. He can speak to you. And I've had him speak to me in ways that would confound the wise. And it does, but God will get your attention. And he will, he will draw something to your mind 
He will make you, cause you to notice something that you need to see. And I urge you with everything in me, never ignore. If you, if you feel something in your gut, if you feel something is off, if you feel something is not right, if you get a weird feeling, if something catches your attention and you start thinking and you say to you, and you say to yourself within yourself and not even out loud, this is very, this is not, something's not right. I urge and implore you by someone who has walked in things that I don't know how I have survived and I'm still in it. And I'm, I'm trying to work through to, to with, with God as my, my, to help me get free from these tentacles that have, have attached themselves to me for so long. Never ignore your gut. Never ignore a feeling that you get. The worst that can happen is you make a mistake or you overreact, but that's the Usually the time that the, that the narcissist will say you're overreacting, you're, you're, you're uh, paranoid, this, you know, you're behaving foolishly, or I didn't really mean that, or you took it the wrong way. It's always without question, without any hesitation, I can say it's better to have a moment of potential embarrassment or an oops, or I'm sorry, please, than to to, to ignore a sign, ignore a gut feeling, because it can cost you your life. At the very least, it can cost you your sanity. It can cause you to question yourself. It can cause you to not believe in yourself. So when, if you ever find yourself in a situation with a person, especially in the beginning stages of a friendship, a relationship, a dating situation, even a family member, and something is off, you have to listen to that and you have to remove yourself from that situation and you have to meditate and you have to ask God, what are you trying to show me? Because he is trying to get your attention to save you from getting engulfed in the sea of the monstrous de- demonic entity that is a narcissistic demon. They, they, the, the Bible says that in, in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief who is the devil, who is Satan comes not, but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. And, but Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that more abundantly. So I've made it very simple in my life. I Put, I use that scripture, although you can't just use one scripture in the entire Genesis to Revelation, the Bible, every word of God is alive and powerful and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. But through years of experience and through prayer and meditation and the study of God's word and spending time in the presence of the Holy Spirit, I do know that my my measuring stick, my yardstick, my barometer for, for every situation is I ask myself, is this relationship stealing from me? Is it stealing my peace? Is it stealing my joy? Is it stealing my, my, um, ability to trust myself? Is it stealing? Is it, is it, is it doing any of those things? Is this person endeavoring to manipulate me, to cause me to, is it, is whatever the situation stealing from me, 
uh, steal, kill, and destroy? Is it doing any of those things to any part of my life? And if it is, then it's not from God, and it's something you need to get away from. And it really doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter. And the earlier in, the more you can learn about this in your life and apply it in every situation and every relationship, regardless of how casual, regardless of how intimate. The point is if you're in, if you get in into some sort of, of alignment with a person like this, you need for it to be halted before it gets messy, before it gets to the point where it becomes a relationship that you have to try to break free from. The whole point in the warnings and the red flags and the gut feelings is to never get to the point where you're so bogged down in this mess, in this nightmare, that your ability to even think straight is compromised. So that's why I'm making these podcasts is to help you recognize some of the signs to look for. But the biggest thing I can say to you is if I knew then in my childhood in my youth, in my young adulthood, what I know now, I would have taken a completely different path. I would have taken a 180 degree different path than I took. But I, I, if my, all of my pain and all of the trauma that I have gone through, and unfortunately, my child has had to suffer emotionally as well. And if I can keep one person from going down that road, one step further than, the, than I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, never let anyone's, you, ha, you have to have faith in God. You have to believe that you have enough sense and enough emotional intelligence that you are not afraid to question something that seems off, something Sometimes it's very covert. Like I said, covert is covert for a reason. They can't turn that on and off. That's why I say this is not a sickness. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of antipathy on the side uh, when you get into debates about this. There are, there's, a, there's a school of thought where these people are abused. They were abused as children, and this is just the way that they, you know, that the, 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 their reaction to it. It's, and I say, I'm sorry, I, that's, not, that's not true. I went through it since I was a child. I was abused mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, in every way that you can be abused by people who enjoyed doing it. The, the the one thing that see if you start to get if you start to listen to people who've walked through this they will all start saying the same thing and we all pick up the same sort of um, vocabulary and we we start to compare notes and we say oh my god my mother did that or my ex my husband does that or my friend did that or I that's exactly what my boyfriend or girlfriend did such as one of the common denominators. That, that I and, and I have been in, in dozens of support groups with thousands and thousands of people all over the world, men, women, you know, el- old, older people, younger people. And the one we, the, we start to compare notes about our experiences and we all seem to have the same. That's why I say they play by the same book because they do the same things such as 
the evil grin. As a child, it's something that is in, forever embedded in your soul, in your mind, in your memory. You can still see it. Even if you are blessed and fortunate enough to never have to deal with that person again and to never have to come in contact with another narcissist again without getting away from them quickly. There are certain things that they have in common. They all employ the same things because they're demonized by the same demon. And it, it's the evil grin. And when I think about it, it sends chills up my spine. It makes all the hairs on my body stand on end because when you see it, you cannot ever unsee it. And if you ever see it again on somebody else's face, then you will know without even one moment of hesitation that you are dealing with the same evil. And it's a, it's a grin that is so dark and so sinister and so malevolent that it, 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 it's a grin that happens when the, the, the person that has hurt you, that has humiliated you, that has caused you to, to, uh, to fall for their, their tricks or that has caused you to question yourself or something they've done that's hurt you, that's gotten to you, and they can see that it's affected you in a negative way they are satisfied. They are literally grinning out of a sick, well, I say sick, but it's, to us, it's, it is sick, but it's evil. It's an evil sense of satisfaction that they have done something to you that has caused you pain, that has caused you to question yourself, that has caused you to become more dependent on them. Because one thing that narcissists cannot survive, this demon spirit that is inhabiting these people that has been invited in by these people. Um, the one thing is they have to have a host. They have to have a supply to feed off of. That's what feeds this evil thing inside of them is the satisfaction of knowing that they have that power over you, that they can cause you to be in fear, that they can cause you to question yourself. They can cause you to be uh, constantly on guard, hyper vigilant, and that evil grin when they see that they have affected you, whether you're crying or whether you're upset or whether you're scared or whether you're confused or whether you're blaming yourself, whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish, once they see they've done that, they will they will grin a grin that is so evil that you will never forget it. And if you ever see it again, you will immediately know immediately know that this individual is someone that you need to get away from and stay away from. And that's my first podcast, Introduction to Covert Narcissism 101, discern, being able to discern signs and signals and feelings and understanding that there are people in this world who do want to hurt you. There are people in this world who derive a great deal of satisfaction from hurting other people. And the purpose of this introductory podcast was to sort of broadly explain what this is going to be about. And I thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. I thank you. And if you have any questions, please, please comment, ask me, 
we will go we'll go in and explore different subjects and we'll go deeper into different relationships and how different people manifest the spirit this evilness this diabolicalness but i just wanted to give you an introductory a broad introductory statement with information very basic but at least to raise your awareness at this moment in time so that you will at least be aware that this does exist. And if you have seen it, know you're not crazy. And I leave you with that. God bless you. And I will speak with you again soon in the coming week.